0: And welcome to the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. Good evening. Today has been a interesting day. I woke up to the news that Prince Philip had died at the age of ninety nine. He was portrayed in many films and TV shows, but I remember very boldly the night the two thousand six film the uh, the Queen. James Cromwell played. Prince Philip and Helen Mirren in her Oscar winning role as Queen Elizabeth II and there are some interesting things that he says in that role in reality Prince Philip came off as very charming and at the same time knew how to play interviewers who were really just trying to get a rise out of him he dedicated his whole life to his wife the Queen He was the consort. I also later heard the news of the passing of DMX, Mr. Earl Simmons. I remember the first time I heard DMX. I was a teenager. His energy was different. It it was along the lines of Tupac. It was very in your face. The first album I didn't care for. I mean, there are some okay songs, but I just didn't care for it. There was something about it. I actually preferred the later out, like "Flesh of My Flesh," and then, then there was X, because they had more of an organic feel. His some of his music videos were a little, bleh, but the songs are right to the point. You know, slip in. And then, of course, y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here. That's the only time i have ever going to do that. So. so rest in peace, paradise, DMXN, Prince Philip. It's been a weird day. A very weird day. I've always dealt with people who I do something nice for them and they complain. And I dealt with that today. And while I don't want to elaborate and go off on them I'm often glad that I do things by myself and I travel by myself because at the end of the day all that matters is what I think of it when other people are privy they're just going to complain 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 and it it really makes me think whoa people are really fucked up I've taken people to concerts, to dinner, and what do they? They complain, oh, this isn't, if only this was better. You know, I take stock in the fact that life is what you make it. Things can't always be better. Things can just be in the moment. Those who want it to be better, then go ahead and make it better, but don't rain on my fucking parade. Or smash me because I didn't buy the perfect seats. Or because this isn't the perfect show. Oh, it was okay. All right. I'm starting to take into the realization that next time I go to a concert, maybe I should just go alone. Or maybe take some some people because I'm, I'm noticing that it's never it's never going to be enough. And I don't live to please anymore. I live to please myself. At the end of the day. That's what it's about. In this podcast, music and films. Last night we talked about Bronson. Mr. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is going to play Venom again this year. I'm looking forward to that. I love the first Venom film. Andy Serkis is going to direct. It was pushed back because originally it was going to come out last year. Theaters are going to begin to open up. I want to acknowledge a really great theater in Modesto, California. The home of Mr. George Lucas. The State Theater has been around for 80-something years. They have a really... It used to just be one screen, and now I think it's two. They're in downtown Modesto. I've seen many Oscar-nominated films there. Documentaries. I went and saw... The Stooges, Gimme Danger, the documentary directed by Jim Jarmish. Such an amazing doctor. To to get up on a Saturday morning and drive in the fog and go there and just be marveled by this this theater, the history of this theater. So I thought I would devote you know, this is a this is a podcast about films and music. They often have musical acts at the state theater. I have often donated money to the state theater because I believe in them. So let's take a trip to Modesto, California. And I'm sure Mr. George Lucas is very aware of the state theater. It you know, it's on McHenry Avenue. And if you've ever seen American Graffiti, yes, McHenry Avenue. Hello. Here's just a little interesting uh, tidbits about the state theater. Here we go. Yesterday and today are gently juxtaposed in downtown Modesto's unique blend of old and new. Two blocks northeast of the state are... The stately McHenry Mansion, McHenry Museum, and Historical Society, which originally served at the city's first library, both of which were named for Modesto's founding families. Three blocks to the southeast is the Gallo Center for the Performing Arts. The state theater was a relative latecomer when it was dedicated to the citizens of Modesto in 1934. By the time the theater opened on Christmas Day, Modesto had already been striving for its designation as one of the nation's top agricultural regions for 64 years. To this day, the area is recognized as being a major contributor to the nation's bread basket with products including milk, almonds, chicken, eggs, walnuts, peaches, alfalfa, grapes, tomatoes, dry beans, and apricots. To commemorate the city's abundance of water and agriculture riches, an arch was built in 1912, displaying the slogan, Water, Wealth, Contentment, Health. The vulnerable arch still spans 9th and One streets today and retains its 668 incandescent lights that serve as a beacon for newcomers and a reassuring landmark for longtime residents. Modesto is also home to American Graffiti producer and director George Lucas. The world's largest winery population. But it is the jewel. (sighs) State theater. I was looking for more information about it. Here we go. Modesto has been in the news throughout the years, sometimes for unfortunate events, people of infamy. Here we go. The 560 seat Art Deco Theater, featuring Dolby Surround, is home to cultural educational and civic events concerts and the finest foreign classic and independent films classic theater showing old foreign and independent films also host concerts and events when i first discovered this theater and it's been around a long time so it's not like i discovered it on my own i'm not an explorer of sorts but to step inside this theater. I remember taking pictures and just being in awe of this theater. The state theater. So let's dive into its history. Here we go. The only historical and non-profit theater in the region showing classic, foreign, and independent films. The Art Deco State Theater was built in 1934 by S. Charles Lee and is listed on the National Register of Historical Places. After decades as a film house, the state was converted into a community arts center and concert hall. It was remodeled during the 1990s. In June 2005, the new nonprofit State Theater of Modesto Incorporated was created, and for the first time since its opening, the State Theater has been transformed by a fully comprehensive film-going palace. Special f- features of the State Theater artful renovation project include restoration of the decorative signature gold leaf murals of greyhounds and gazelles, completely refurbished seating and stage area, fully updated and comfortably appointed backstage guest artist studios, dramatically renovated Art Deco lobby, highlighting a newly designed lounge and sweeping converted mosaic tile and stainless steel. Replacement of the vertical and renovation of the horizontal marquee, complete with retro, neon lights, and dynamic LED reader board. An installation of a state-of-the-art, mayor sound susceptible film and live performances. And they were about... In fact, I think today they reopened. And they are currently... Let's look at their list. I love going here. I remember when Moonlight First was going to come out. And I had just seen Give Me Shelter or Give Me Danger, uh, the story of Iggy Pop and the Stooges. I so regret not going to see Moonlight. It looked interesting just by the, the poster and then what it ended up doing at the Academy Awards and just dominating. And then to watch the film, and I thought, oh, I should have seen this in a theater. It's such an amazing theater, and that's why I am... Highlighting it, it's so important. Not just to the city of Modesto in Northern California, but all over the world. If people want to go and search for an old theater, this is amazing. Minari is currently playing on Saturday, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, directed by Mr. Quentin Tarantino. Minari is directed by Lee Isaac Chung. And it's nominated for some Oscars A League of Their Own On Sunday, April 18th And then they also have a virtual cinema Which is amazing Last year I rented a film there A documentary about the ever Ella Fitzgerald The State Theater is thrilled to welcome you back starting April 9th. We have developed new standards to ensure our patrons' safety amongst COVID-19. Please click COVID-19 protocols above for more information. I'm just so happy that they're open. I urge those of you who are visiting Northern California to go to the State Theater in Modesto, California. I loved going there. The two films that I've seen there, I saw Gimme Danger, directed by Jim Jarmusch, about Iggy Pop and the Stooges, a great documentary. And then I saw with a friend a couple of years ago, Victoria and Abdul, where J- Dame Judy Dench reprises her role as Queen Victoria. It was an amazing film. And since then, I haven't been back since, and I'd love to go back. And I feel this is the right time to go back. And so I thought I would just display and talk about why I love this theater. Usually you go to a a theater and you watch a movie, but this one, there's a history behind it. And if you go inside this theater, as you watch the film, you can't help but look at the history of this theater. That's why during the previews, Gaze upon this this amazing theater. There's so much history. There's a, a beautiful balcony. I remember sitting at to watch the, the Stooges documentary. I was just in awe of the theater itself as a place, as a whole. They also play classic films there. They play Casablanca. They'll play Christmas films, horror films, The Exorcist. The State Theater in Modesto, California. And I'm sure they probably do play American Graffiti in honor of their native son, Mr. George Lucas. George Lucas has had a very, what, what can we say about the man that before Star Wars, he had done THX and then he did American Graffiti. Amer- he, in fact, has stated that he wanted to make films Like American Graffiti, he had no intention of making films like Star Wars. The fact that he only directed one of the first ones, the rest were handled. And then when it came to the prequels, The Phantom Menace, he directed those. He hadn't directed Star Wars in a long time. Whenever I would work somewhere and we would talk about Star Wars, I remember one time I worked for a clothing store and Star Wars The Force Awakens was about to come out and they had all this Star Wars paraphernalia and I was putting some stuff away and I said this is so funny that here we are we're putting all this out and we are a couple of miles away from Modesto where the the director of these the creator of this series is from and they said who and I laughed I said oh you don't know George Lucas created Star Wars Who is he? I said, he created Star Wars. And he's from Modesto? I said, yeah. I said, that's sad that you don't know that. But I guess only us filmmaking nerds know that. And also know that Mr. Francis Ford Coppola, a good friend of his, helped to produce and finance American Graffiti. In 2007, Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas... And Steven Spielberg presented an Academy Award for Best Director. And it just so happened that they gave it to their old film baddie, Mr. Martin Scorsese. That was a moment. You could tell something was up when all the three of them appeared. They opened the envelope and said, and the Oscar goes to Martin Scorsese for The Departed. Because they'd all worked together. You know, the film community in the 1970s, everyone knew each other. Brian De Palma and George Lucas, according to Carrie Fisher's book, had her audition at the same time for Carrie, the film that Brian De Palma was directing, based off of Steven Spielberg's book, Carrie, his novella, and for George Lucas's Star Wars. And Carrie Fisher didn't think she got either. And then she said that she thought it would be funny if she got Carrie, because here it's Carrie starring Carrie Fisher. The fact that she got Star Wars... And was playing Princess Leia. I, I don't think any of them knew what was going to happen. How big the film was going to be. The franchise. Everything. Her likeness. She's talking about this
1: Pez dispensers. Isn't that right, Carrie? That's so great that you segue my ghost into your conversation, dear. Yes. For most of my unnatural life of 60 years... I was handled, not delicately, but sporadically, through different condiments, pest dispensers, shampoo bottles. as Princess Leia. George Lucas, I remember I said to him, why can't I wear a bra? And he said, there's no underwear in space. But years later, Queen Amadillo was obviously wearing a bra. And George just laughed and said, well, Carrie, you know. But Carrie, tell us about when you first found out you got to play Princess Leia. Well, as you so gracefully mentioned, I auditioned for two roles. Carrie, directed by Brian De Palma, and Star Wars, directed by George Lucas. And I didn't think I got either. George and Brian were both kind of quiet at first. Brian did most of the talking. And then, when they called me and said, You got the role of Princess Leia in Star Wars, I had to quit acting school in England, where I said such verses as, If you try to make a proper coffee pot, or a proper coffee pot. And so everything went to shit. As I embrace. Five years of being dead and about to have a star in the Walk of Fame, sweetie. Star Wars has brought me so much fame and fortune. Even in heaven, honey, I'm still the Carrie Fisher you all remember. The State Theater in Modesto, California. My good friend George Lucas. Without Modesto, California, we wouldn't have Star Wars. Thank you, Carrie. I've seen... Well, I watched American Graffiti as research before working with Harrison before our illicit affair, which I write about in my book, Princess Dearest or Dyrist. And so I really wanted to say I love the Dr. Zeus film podcast, talking about theaters such as the State Theater in Modesto. I can't remember the last time I was in Modesto, California, but George would talk about it. It never left him. Being from Northern California. I'm Gary Fisher and fucking good night.
0: Thank you, Gary Fisher.
1: And that is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Talking
0: about the state theater and the hometown son, Mr. George Lucas. As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>